I'm not entirely sure what is going to happen in this session because while we did do a little bit of planning, uh, there were a few different options that the Cabal presented as their next course of action. Right now, everyone is in Covenant House and the pizza party is winding down. During that pizza party, Mona and Chain were mostly absent as they were examining the house and the artifact recovered from the well. There was party consensus that Matthew should not stay here and should go with Chain, but that mysterious black box, which Mona introduced to the rest of the group, was going to be here in your care. By the time all of the planning has wound down, it's about seven o'clock at night. Some of the party look pretty tired from their long days. Ethel, it's been your first day awakened and you were up late at a party last night and you are feeling a little bit tired. What is your next course of action? All right, so there's nowhere in this house where there's like proper furniture, right? <gasps> I'm taking the cushions off of that chair <laughs> and I'm uh, bringing them up to my room and I'm rebarricading my door because those are my cushions. <laughs> okay. Uh, the cushions are attached like they're sewn into it, except for the bottom one. You would have to maybe roll some sort of craft check to separate them. I was just going to say, so Ermengarde's going to take the bottom one off. And then kind of do a, I can do magic now. Um, and decide she's going to magic this cushion off into a perfect bed cushion. With matter one, you won't be able to magic it, but you would be able to see the places with your eyes that you should like cut to free it very easily. Yeah, okay. but also she doesn't know that. She's just yeah, gonna well, try. Yeah, well that's the thing, right? So. <laughs> yeah. I guess I'll actually do that, but in her mind, she yeah. can do magic, right? So I think that it comes almost like reflexively to you though. So when you're looking at the cushion, you can activate a matter site and just examine it with unveiling. So that would be a matter plus gnosis. Also, there is a large amount of hair underneath that cushion. Ew. Human hair? hard to tell it's kind of like a coppery there's some white hairs as well it doesn't look like it's a collection of different people's hair it looks like it's one source ew um i'm going to kind of scrape them off and put them in a merry little pile on whatever the closest table is <laughs> you'll be fine there i got two successes on my cushion check yeah, I think that suddenly it's, you've never seen it quite like this, but when you're looking with your wizard eyes, you can see the exact lines along the chair, which you could like pull a thread and it would come uh, apart and you could take the back cushion as well. Okay, I do that. And then I hug my cushions and run up to my room, barricade the door. <laughs> okay. Mm -hmm. I put them in the space of the bed frame because I'm a civil human being. Mm, of course. <laughs> um, Hannah might have been watching this because 
their bedrooms on the first floor. They've already got some plants growing inside the window. They've successfully uh, convinced the door to be a little bit of a lookout. And I'm just looking at this pile of hair. This hair probably belonged to previous occupants of this house, or at least people who sat in the chair. Um, I don't think it's a life, it's a life magic to figure out whose hair that belongs to. That looks more it's like probably dead. matter. Matter? Yeah, death and matter go hand in hand, but since it's not a dead body, it would probably be matter magic. Um, also, speaking of that door, during that pizza party, how much of it would you say Hannah spent talking to the door? A significant amount. Mm -hmm. Kind of had pizza in one hand, chatting up the door, <laughs> um, just telling it what a great job it's doing and convincing it that you, know, you could do a better job, an even better job of being a door by keeping a lookout and letting me know who actually comes to the door, even if I'm not around. Mostly just talking to the door throughout this whole time. One point during the party, the door seemed to respond as it blew open and then slammed shut. Anyone else trying to make a bed? Oh, kitten. Uh, yeah, Mona's gonna grab all the empty pizza boxes and put them all in a line, kind of like pat them down and then just like plop over on that. Uh, there's probably a pizza still in one of them and she uses that as a pillow upside down. Of course, don't wanna is, get that hair oily. Uh, <laughs> is this in the living room that you're doing this or the kitchen or? Um, that's a good question. Um, has everyone left yet? I think only Ermengarde has left right now. Parallax, right. what are you doing at this point? Uh, yeah, I think everyone's sort of retiring for the night, it sounds like. So I guess I'll go to my Eastern bedroom. I think that's what I want to chose, right? And uh, mm -hmm. yeah, I'll just hang out in there, maybe meditate or try to do some magic. Not really magic. I know I knew there was something off about that room, but I haven't found anything about it yet. So I probably do a little investigating, maybe. Okay. Uh, if you want, you can definitely roll an intelligence investigate check. Yeah, I definitely want to do that. And. So where is this happening, Mona, with the pizza boxes, pizza box bed? Um, I think uh, I'm gonna see Chain out first. Yeah, so Chain and that and other friend, uh, his yeah. friend uh, have walked Matthew outside. And what happens is another van actually pulls into the driveway and you see a severe looking woman inside that van who you recognize from the church as a member of uh, Chain's Cabal, which is okay. the White Putnams. She looks at you with a nod and it seems that this is going to be uh, Chain's ride out of here. You recognize okay. her as a woman named Sophia. Okay, um, I'm gonna wave to her. Hey, Sophia. She does like a little half wave on the steering wheel. She's a very serious woman. Okay. Um, so that's to be expected. Yeah. And I'm just going to do finger wands at her. 
Yeah, she's uh, she looks over at Chain, and Chain turns to you and says, "Well, you know how to reach me if you need me. I expect that we may encounter more dire situations before this is through." Yes, but also Chain. Are there any other houses, like empty houses, that a cabal could move into? Just curious. Typically, these matters are decided by the Concilium, but with the hierarch missing, we really are left leaderless. You know that there's always a place for you at our church, but it was getting quite cramped with just you and Parallax. I, I can look into finding you another place, but it would likely not have a hollow as strong as this one. Okay, thanks. Nexus here is quite powerful. I know. It's just like, I mean, you saw me figure all this stuff out. It's this house is like super restrictive and very heavily veiled in so many things. Yes, yes. I've also examined it with you but I I feel that there's something about this house's destiny that's important for you on your awakened journey. Oh, okay. Sometimes the place is important. And while there are always these pedantic measures of politics in the city, the true path that you should steer yourself by is the matters of the soul. And he lays a hand on your shoulder and gives you a, a smile before helping Matthew, who still is kind of like dizzy and looking around like, oh. Oh, I'm gonna run back in and grab the last slice of pizza and just put it in his hands. Oh, I like this, he says, as he's led into the van. Feel better, Matthew. (laughs) So yeah, they, uh, they get in and they drive off, but the red convertible with uh, the other guy, he actually gets into the convertible and starts putting up the roof. Nice. Is this one for us? You leaving this one for us? I guess I'm sleeping here. Supposed to protect you or whatever. Oh, what? It's what I do, he says. Plus, Shane said it'd be a good idea. Totally valid. Well, thank you for your service. Uh, What what was his name? Did we ever learn it? Uh, It was... My name's Brother Finnegan, he says. Ah, okay. Well, thank you for that, Brother Finnegan. Um, See you in the morning. He gives you like a little salute as you walk back inside. All right. Hannah, what have you been doing with that ball of hair? Or Um, I've been uh, separating the colors of hair into tiny piles. I'm just sitting on the floor, got a dog next to me, just putting the hair in tiny piles on the table. It's interesting because while it is all the same color, you're pretty sure that some of it is human hair, some of it is cat hair, and some of it is extra thick and coarse, thicker than human hair. And you're not sure what kind of animal would have left it behind. Um, can I do uh, animal? Oh no, where'd my sheep go? Maybe like an um, intelligence uh, animal. Yeah, can? like animal can um, intelligence to try and figure out what it could be. 
Yeah, I think that'd be an appropriate pool. Typically, Animal Ken is for interacting with animals, but it, you've had a lot of experience interacting with animals, and that might give you an advantage on this role. Mm -hmm. Nope, does does not. I have no idea what it is. Yeah, but it's kind of curious, though. Almost a little unsettling. Uh -huh. Um, you cannot. Uh, so instead of using death or matter to investigate this. Um, could I use, mm, I'm actually not sure if spirits would leave behind, I guess the, the soul or spirit of a person would leave behind anything in their hair bits. Not necessarily. No. You, okay. it, there could be a very weak spirit, but it wouldn't be a spirit of that person. It'd be more like a spirit of the, of, hair. Of the hair. Yeah, that's not helpful. Um, I, I think I'm going to use fate though, like just fate sight to look at these hairs. Okay. Uh, when you look at the hairs, your initial reaction is that there's something uh, important some degree about these hairs they're not just like normal hair and it also feels loosely tied to the house itself speaking of investigations parallax how many successes did you get on that roll i actually got two successes you can see on the floor here where there are drag lines it looks like someone had moved a bunch of furniture out of this room and not very carefully Okay, uh, I actually wanted to cast a spell because yeah. everyone else is getting fancy furniture for their rooms. I'm thinking I'm going to cast a temporal summoning <laughs> and uh, try to recreate what this room looked like, say, a few years ago. And hopefully there's some furniture in it when I do that. Okay, so what level time spell is that? We're going to go deep uh, on this level, spell. So this is a level three spell, so I guess that gives me two free reach to cast this. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to do Wait. use one reach. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, I think I'll use one reach to make it an instant spell. And I guess another, because I'm using the whole size of this room, I guess that would make it a rather large cast. Or is that yeah. only if I use it for the house? Yeah, okay. No, I think so that I guess, because it's room size, that would be another reach. I yeah, actually okay. think that it might be a reach to make it affect such a long time ago. How many years in the past are you going for? Oh. Uh, uh, I'm going to say, hmm, that's a tough one, because I don't know how far back, I mean, I should maybe look back and see how far back things are first. Uh, well, I'd say with two successes on that investigate check, you can tell that this room is not that dusty. You think that there might have been people in it pretty recently. All right, let's say two years ago then. Let me go back okay. two years. So when you go back two years, you can see that this room, uh, actually roll that, uh, roll your gnosis plus time. Uh, only two successes. With two successes, that's enough to kind of like conjure a ghostly image of what this room looked like. The space here is 
going to be filled with various trunks. It looks like there is uh, a set of bunk beds and there's also a larger, nicer bed. There are shades of people who move through this room. One of them is a man. He appears to be of some sort of Asian descent and he's got a top knot on the top of his head and he has a set of katanas on the wall, which he's just kind of like meditating, staring at. And because you didn't spend any reach to extend the duration of the spell, that vision flickers for a moment and then passes. If you wanted to, you could use two reach to make it uh, indefinite that you just summon the furniture permanently, uh, but that could connect that time and this time, or you could do it for a scene with one reach. Oh man, that would that would definitely invoke paradox because I'm going over reach for for that. Because it would yeah. be so cool. You could use a tool <laughs> to do it though. That would lower it oh, down right. to a chance die. Yeah. Plus, you'd have like everything in their trunks. Or I guess I could use a mana to make an instant that way instead of using that reach for. That's right. Mana can reduce the paradox die pool as well. You did just drink all that lovely well mana. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all, all, all one mana from that. <laughs> uh, ah, man. Yeah, I guess I'll, I'll definitely I'll, I'll crease it for a scene um, and I'll use my pocket watch to uh, as a tool to invoke that. All right. But I won't, yeah. So you go forward and what you're going to do is you're going to summon what used to be, do you want to also do it again for an additional reach on the whole room? That would definitely be overreach. Uh, definitely not for the whole room. I'm actually going to focus on that nice bed that was in there. I'm going to have that for a bit. That's okay. the plan. So are you making it last the scene or indefinitely? Uh, and a scene is like what an hour, I think. Right? I would say the night. Yeah, uh, let's do that then. Yeah, just a scene. All right. So one reach to make it last a scene, and yeah. then you're also using instant cast. Anything, mm-hmm. and you're doing it from like a year ago. But I actually think that's not going to be any paradox, and you just do it. So Sweet. you can take your time and roll that spell, and you summon this bed. Excellent. And now I have a nice bed. Fuck all y'all. <laughs> <laughs> what does it look like as you summon the bed? Uh, I'm going to have like a very like grim look on my face. And I'm just like, yeah, this is what I want. Like super, super into it. And I'm going to be like sort of looking over my shoulder being like, you guys don't have, you have no idea what you're missing right here. And I sort of, uh, I have my pocket watch in one hand and I have like my other hand out like this. And I just, uh, I see my, my pocket watch starts to like rewind back like really fast. It starts to glow and then the bed appears. Yeah. So everyone who is trying to sleep, why don't you give me, oh yeah, Hannah, you wanted to do something first? I figured out how I wanted to sleep because oh, okay. like, those plants didn't really work coming into the window, did they? Yeah, they're very hesitant. It's like the plants themselves are like the 
living energy is there, but the spirit of the plants is still outside. Um, I would like to do something before Hannah goes to sleep. Okay. On my way in, after saying goodbye uh, to Brother Finnegan, do I see Hannah? Because that room is right around the corner. Do I see Hannah looking through that hair? Yeah, I'd say that you do. Okay. I'm going to approach you and say, all right, I have something that might help. It's interconnections. Yeah, you can roll that. And since it's a rope for you, you get a bunch of free reach on this spell. Yes. It's oh. investigation two. Plus. And plus one. Uh, so when uh, if a- cast with plus one reach, I can detect possession. Yep, that would be like possession by ghosts, though not ownership necessarily. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'm going to like... Like a, a, what is the Lou called? Um, uh, detectives have them. Oh, the monocle? Magnifying glass. Magnifying glass, yeah. You're going to hold it up like a magnifying glass and look through uh, the hair. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's going to, um, well, you, you're better at telling how the magic looks like. Well, for you, the gears probably look like all of the gears on this hair are kind of like ticking in the same speed as the house. It's like they are connected to the house. They're connected to the chair. They're connected to various rooms in the house. And if you wanted to wander around, you might be able to see which rooms they're more strongly connected to. Okay. And uh, the other thing that you can tell is that they're somehow connected to that forces and mind spell which is hung on the house the forces and mind spell hmm maybe it has something to do with who this this hair belongs to then um yeah i'm gonna walk through the rooms to also check out everyone's beds so i'll start with upstairs uh i'm gonna knock on Ermengarde's because i think that her room is barricaded <laughs> knock knock <laughs> Hello. Hey, can I just uh, look at this hair uh, while being in your room? (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) Oh, it's just a spell I need to like, I'm trying to figure out like who this hair belongs to and it would help if I were in their rooms because I think it's someone who lived here. Is it the gross hair I pulled off the bottom of the cushions and intentionally left downstairs? Um, probably. Can I go to sleep once you do it? Of course. And I won't leave it in your room, of course. Okay. But I'm keeping the cushions. And then you hear a whole bunch of like, (laughs) as I like drag all the furniture and things away and open the door. Well, there's really only the frame of the bed. But yeah. Oh, I thought there was something else too. Sorry. So the whole bed frame. Yeah. Okay. Oh, sweet. You got a bed frame? Nice. Oh, and pillows. (laughs) Very crafty. Okay. I'm going to look through. I have like, a yeah. sample of each hair and I'm going to look through it in this room I'm like you walk near the bed frame that whoever this hair belongs to and it all reads as belonging to the same source um, mm. it looks like they lived here in this room perfect all right thanks um, that was perfect and um, as if uh, to verify this you find one long hair 
like wedged in between the wood of that bed frame. Look, I got one more out of your room. Fabulous. And I'm gonna <laughs> just like back out like a backwards moonwalk and then close that door. <laughs> Good night. Uh, Hannah, did you follow me upstairs? I did. I'm kind of like lurking in the hallway, just listening. Uh, I'm going to hold up. Ethel does not like hair. Yeah, which is surprising because she has a lot of it. Um, But yeah, so they used to live in this room. So I'm thinking maybe we can ask Parallax to maybe find out who lived here with his time magic. We can ask him tomorrow. I'm sure. All three from the same room? Yeah. well, um, my interconnections say that they belong to the same person, even though they're all so different. Yeah, human, cat, and mysterious thick yeah. locks. Actually, you know what? Let's just bother Parallax. I'm sure he's not sleeping yet. No. I want to see what his bed is. I, I uh, knock on your door. <laughs> they knock on my door? Yeah, I'm not answering that. Parallax, <laughs> are you sleeping? I walk over and I bang louder. Like, if you're sleeping, wake up. We have a cool mystery. It's a good one. It's a <laughs> I, hairy I, I begrudgingly get up and I open the door. I'm like, what the hell? What are we doing? Um, I hold up the long hair and all the other hairs and they say, all right, all these hairs belong to Ermengarde's room. We need you to find out who lived there. And I just plop the hairs in your hands. <laughs> Here you go. All right, I'm like looking at this disgusting pile of hair. Gross. Who, who even is this? So I guess I'm gonna. Uh, yeah, this is. You said Ermengarde's room. All right. Uh, yeah. So I'll, walk, I'll walk over to Ermengarde's room and do. Um, what's the spell called? My guard's room is barricaded. <laughs> I promised I wouldn't bother her again, so I'm just like taking a step back. It's different when it's parallax, right? <laughs> Do you have uh, to say anything to cast your spell parallax? Uh, no, not necessarily. You could speak uh, in high speech, but you don't have to. Yeah, I don't have to, yeah. Uh... Oh, yeah, I guess I can just cast, I guess, uh, post-cognition could work for this one. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And I'll, so yeah, I'll use the, the hair as the, the item, and I'll go into Ermengarde's room, and um, it's, a, it's a spell, it's a time one spell. So I Oh, you're just, just going to open the door into Ermengarde's room? Oh, yeah, no, I'm totally opening it. Yeah, I'm not even knocking. I'm hiding behind Hannah right now, <laughs> like giggling. <laughs> And then uh, I'll, I'll say, I won't say any high speech, but I'll have my pocket watch out in one hand and uh, yeah, I'll make it an instant spell and go back. Like, I'll try to see how far back it goes. And imagine the, the hair is relatively not old, so. Um, fairly not old. How long, do you want to do any reach? So with just normal post cognition, it would be watching it in actual time. If you add a reach to it, you can like scroll through the timeline. And if you add another reach, you could 
continue to be aware of your surroundings instead of sending your full consciousness back to that moment. Yeah, I'll definitely do all those reaches because I think I can. Yeah. yeah. Um, so roll yeah, your uh, time gnosis plus yantras. Cool. Where that pocket watch would add plus one. Uh, two successes. So yeah, you cast your consciousness back and you can see that there are, uh, at first there's no one, but as you like parse through the time, you can see a bald man with a scar across his forehead like that. He looks very severe and he's speaking with another even larger man. This guy's gotta be almost uh, six and a half feet tall He's got these hulking shoulders. His body looks squat, except that he's so big, and you recognize him. This is the hierarch or former hierarch of Boston. The Nemean is a lion of a man. His face is kind of like perpetually grouchy, and his jaw is set. Whatever the other guy is saying to him, he's not saying it out loud, but it looks like they're having a conversation. And the Nemean throws his long hair in like sort of a snort and then walks into Ermengarde's room and shuts the door. For you, there's both an open door and a closed door. You watch as he moves through this room and you can see that there was once furniture in this room as well. There's a, uh, a table it's got a few books on it, and he starts going through those books. It looks as though what he's looking at is some sort of records. They look like historical records, maybe property records from this area. You see a number of family names, and it looks like they are talking about maybe the buying and selling of parcels of land. Uh, and as you're watching him, he just takes a page, rips it out, places it into the coat and opens the door and walks out of this room again. Is there any chance I can see what was on that piece of paper? Yes, uh, it looks as though it was just as the rest of the book was, a bunch of different family names and ownership of this area. I think that maybe give me an intelligence academics check. I think I'm really good at both of those things. Let's find out. Uh, so good at those things. Uh, two successes. Okay, so a couple things jump out at you when you're looking at that. One of the things that jumps out at you is that one of the names on there is by is the Putnams, which is the name of Chain Paris's cabal. But another thing that jumps out at you is that a number of these names, names like Howe and Hubbard and uh, Good. These were names of the families that were associated in the Salem Witch Trials. Huh. That 
just created more questions than I wanted. Yeah, no. I was <laughs> expecting right. it to be the pentagram on the map address. Yeah, yeah, like the ward. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the word family was not from what you could see on that paper. Okay. Also, I did not expect this session to go. The party disassembles the chair, takes the hair, and then <laughs> investigates it with postcognition. But we're doing great. We're doing great. <laughs> All right. Uh, I investigated that thing, I suppose. And uh, yeah. Oh, what'd you uh, find? We're going to talk about it tomorrow and go to bed. Okay, that's fair. Stop catching magic in my room. <laughs> it's just such a lovely room. Oh, I'm not there. I'm just around the corner. <laughs> I think you're close enough to hear Ermengarde say that, though. Yeah, yeah I kind of like nudge Hannah. Like. So she wouldn't appreciate some plants. Mm. I mean... Maybe tomorrow you can convince her. Also something definitely uninviting in this house. I'm having a hard time getting any sort of life happening. Yeah. Should probably break down some wells tomorrow. After breakfast. Sure. Um, yeah, I'm gonna just lay out those pizza boxes. I'm not even gonna go in my room. I'm gonna go sleep in the kitchen. I feel like outside would be more comfortable. Is it warm out? It's spring, so it's a little chill, I would say. Okay. Um, <clears throat> but you made that great pizza box bed. <laughs> How big is Parallax's bed? I mean, it's definitely big enough any. for two people. <laughs> No, don't get any ideas. <laughs> um, I guess in the meantime, Hannah is going to take Dog and go into their room and is going to, because they tend to wear lots and lots of layers of clothes. So just take all the layers of clothes, put them in a pile, and then uh, using Dog as a Yantra and like taking a time to do it is going to transform into a dog for the night can curl up on the pile of clothes nice uh so the two dogs sleep in this room also dog is a spirit uh embodied but didn't seem to have a problem entering this house hmm. and the two of you go to sleep mona what's your bed plan uh, I'm going to go to the car and just sleep in the back seat. Uh, and you do see that Brother Finnegan is just lying back in his seat. There isn't a, uh, there is a tiny back seat, but it's not like a full back seat in this red convertible. Oh, is there a passenger seat? There is. All right, I'll sit there. <laughs> As you open the door, he kind of like jumps. Hey, what? Is, hey. what? <laughs> yeah, there's no furniture in the house. <laughs> right. Right. Ah, uh, well, you're you're welcome to it. He says. Uh, thanks. I'm gonna sleep next to him. <laughs> Great. Um, I'm gonna say that everybody is sleeping in an unfamiliar place, and it kind of uh, 
is a little bit uncomfortable, even if you're not physically uncomfortable, would you give me a resolve plus stamina check to see how well you sleep through the night? And I, can I argue that Mona's really used to sleeping in weird places? It's true. It's true that you are used to sleeping in weird places. I will definitely agree to that. And sleeping in a car is probably something that you've done before, but there's something a little unnerving about sleeping in this strange new location. Okay. And it's resolving what? Sorry. Stamina. Okay. Two successes. Yeah. You're asleep. (laughs) What'd you say, Trevor? I got no successes, so I'm tossing and turning, I bet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Even though you have a bed. Ermengarde, uh, <laughs> you are able to get some fitful sleep, but it's just not what you're used to. This is just a little bit unacceptable. And Mona, Fatal do you get any successes on that? So I, I reroll tens, right? Yep. And it's eight, nines, and tens? Correct. <clears throat> I got three. So yeah, you sleep like a baby. You're just like out. You lie in the car. <laughs> Brother Finnegan has some trouble getting to sleep once you're there, but. <laughs> so everyone except for Parallax is going to regain a willpower for sleeping. If you were hurt, you we would do some healing rolls as well, but I think everybody's still at full health. Um, well, I guess I'm at full health now. With uh, that fitful night sleep that you get trevor you are haunted by um you you see your own fate and you wonder about that other you and wonder where he was before you have a vivid memory of when you picked up that cursed book back in Chain Paris's Mysterium Sanctum. And you remember rewinding time and you wonder how many other times you've rewound time. Is that what created him? Was that the only time that you created another version of yourself? And you're just haunted by the feeling that there's something out there It's like you're not sure if you're the real you. (laughs) (laughs) That would certainly make it hard to sleep, yeah. And Ermengarde, uh, you're visited with visions of your time in the underworld, and you see some of those things that you saw there. But you also see... Ethel Stubbs, the woman who, she's not part of your family, but she raised you as a young child. What memory of her do you see? I'm going to say that it's just sort of walking around the grounds of my family's estate outside and her sort of pointing out just like simple things she thinks a child would enjoy, which are not sort of a part of the rest of my growing up. You know, this flower, that bird, things like that. You're, it's like you're slipping through time 
and you watch as your relationship with her evolves. It's really quite warm and friendly. But then one day your father um, catches you and maybe you've been given something that you weren't supposed to have by Ethel. And that was the day that she was dismissed by your family. There's a tenseness in her as she's led out of the room. And then you, it's like, it's strange. Your visions are shifting between here, the family's grounds and the underworld where you saw all the dead waiting in line. And then you see her waiting in that line. And then you wake up, it's morning. You don't feel like you've slept terribly well, unless you have, Mona. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna get breakfast started. I'm so awake. <laughs> Hannah pads out of their room. Still a dog. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's you again. I, I wait. Do you look just like your dog? Um. Well, so dog has a lot of patches of fur and skin missing yeah no like the same type of dog but uh okay yeah mona hadn't paid that much attention to the first dog so (laughs) probably dog follows me so now there are oh there's two of you now can i just tell um i have no sights up but would mona (laughs) would mona be able to tell that one of them's not a dog um, they're both magic. These are two magic dogs. All right. If you'd like, you could turn on a prime site. Uh, yeah, I'll turn on my prime site. <laughs> okay. With your prime site up, you can tell that one of these, when you turn on your prime site is a dog that as you look at it, the skin all disappears. And <laughs> I think that you would have enough intuition to know that that one is probably Hannah, because you can see a life spell that has transformed them into this dog. Yep. Okay. Hannah, can I pat you on the head? Yeah. (laughs) Or, you know. I give you some scritches. And I give, like, uh, the booty scritches that all dogs like. You like that. You like that, puppy. It's not weird. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, And then Hannah, Hannah the dog is gonna go outside and start collecting branches and other like life uh you know bits of plants and stuff and just bring it into the kitchen in a pile is there a kettle there's not really anything in this kitchen besides mm, there was a kettle yeah we oh, had there was a kettle last session yeah then like yes the there is the, cabinet. the only thing in the cabinet, the the in the cabinet <laughs> is a kettle <laughs> All right, I'll uh, put that on. Yeah. Parallax, <laughs> do you come downstairs? Begrudgingly, yes. And now I'm in uh, a search for coffee. Good morning. Yeah. Urban Guard will like come downstairs. <laughs> Urban Guard will come downstairs when she hears the kettle in full hopes that there'll be someone preparing breakfast because obviously there should be someone preparing breakfast. Uh, when I see you enter the kitchen, I say, my lady. 
do I, do I see um, Hannah? Is Hannah there? <laughs> um, I probably come inside with a mouthful of just nearest shrub trailing dirt. <gasps> good dog. Good dog. You're so good. Parents won't come in when I invite them. I'll bring them in. <laughs> I'm just like going in and out bringing just dragging shrubs into the kitchen. <laughs> Do you talk as a dog? Like no. You... Okay. <laughs> Mona, do we have another dog? Oh, that's Hannah. That of one's course. Hannah, and that one is the dog. Of course. Of course, <laughs> Hannah's a dog. <sighs> so, are you ready to go shopping today? Please. Hannah growls. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want a, a, a collar? Would you like a would you like I a just collar? give you a look and then I transform back into a human. Hannah. I and I go and go walk into my room and put all my clothes on. <laughs> um yeah, we can go shopping. Plus, we can probably get better breakfast on Newbury Street than here. Well, I don't know Newbury, <laughs> and I like show my current clothes. We might have to go to somewhere less ooh, recognizable. Oh, okay. Um, like a where thirst- do you go shopping, Mona? <laughs> Lost and founds and oh, donation centers. Something in between those two things. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, look at this cool shirt. Mm-hmm. You found <laughs> that, huh? That's a lot of nice. Holes, probably. <laughs> <clears throat> Goodwill isn't bad. They've got great stuff. Mm. Oh yeah, I'm wearing sure like right? five shirts. So, <laughs> brother Finnegan has also come in. He's fairly quiet. He seems to be deep in thought. Occasionally hey, looks out the window. Top of the morning. So you might notice uh, brother Finnegan's still here. He has been um, stationed as our guard. I'm uh, what you might call an arrow, an adamantium arrow. Hmm. We're kind of the guardians of you other, uh, uh, I don't want to say ne'er-do-wells, but whatever you are. Yeah. <laughs> Guarding us from what? Well, what do you think? All sorts of stuff. Oh yeah, the magical oh. world's a dangerous place. Right, you uh, you just joined us, didn't you? Well, y- you must have seen something. What did you? Uh, what have you seen so far, Miss? I mean, there was a guy in a well. I went to the underworld. Uh, everything last night. Um, I have a ghost as a best friend now. I mean, where would you like me to begin? Well, let's start with the ghost then. I'm not particularly blessed with dealing with their kind, but I could see them if there were malevolent spirits here. And uh, besides for whatever ghost you seem to be carrying with you, uh, there don't seem to be any spirits haunting this area. But 
it seems unusual because I know that these lands were once, uh, well, a site of conflict. And I haven't done much looking into the history of this place, but it would seem as though there should be some lingering spirits in the woods about, but I haven't seen anything like that. What do you mean, site of conflict? Well, all of this land used to belong to the native peoples, but as the European settlers moved in, this would have been one of the areas that uh, Chief Metacomet's army went through. There are no spirits or very few. They don't want to come into this house at all, even when invited. Byron came in. Well, isn't Byron more of a ghost? And dog could come in. Hmm. It's dog a ghost? He's my special spirit friend. Sure. <laughs> but it's like the spirits around the house won't come into the house. Is dog a familiar? Do you actually get familiars? Well, some sometimes, if you're really nice. And they find you. Dog's just sitting next to you, probably. Was getting head scratches. Um, what can scare off a whole host of spirits? Are you asking me the DM or are you asking the party? The party. Okay. And Finnegan. Brother Finnegan. Mm-hmm. Finnegan looks in thought and says, uh, I'm not sh- it's not really my area of expertise, but I know that spirits mostly deal with other spirits. There isn't some uh, massive spirit here that's keeping them out, is there? Mm-hmm. I don't think so. I don't remember if I've looked. <laughs> I don't. I think well, that I did. And with your spirit sight, you would have been able to tell if there was a massive yeah. slumbering spirit I don't think or an active was. spirit here. You do know that there are a bunch of active spirits in the woods outside, but there aren't any here. There are like sleeping spirits because everything has a spirit, but any spirit that has free will, that has choice, has chosen to not be inside the confines of these walls. Yeah. Yeah, there is something that is scaring the bejesus out of the spirits and they do not want to be in here, which makes me less happy to be here. Hmm. I mean, I'm going to go that, and talk to the door again. <laughs> is that a bad thing? I mean, why would we want their new spirits in the house? Isn't it good that they don't want to come in? No, spirits are everywhere. Everything. Everything has a spirit. It's part of keeping everything in balance and alive in its own way. It's something that is scaring spirits away is especially scaring away neutral or good spirits has to be pretty big. It's not something has thrown this whole house out of whack, like separate from how the world is supposed to be. Can I use interconnections on 
on the magic cast on this house, those two spells I've seen, mm-hmm. and the this like a, a spirit outside to see if it's that. You can't <clears throat> see spirits, unfortunately. If you oh, okay. could, then you'd be able to do that, yes. Okay. Um, I would like to talk to the door and ask it, like, what is scaring everything away? Because it's the entrance to the door. I mean, entrance to the house, it's in a position to know what is coming in and out or why things are not going in and out. Uh, you get a sense from the door that it's not their place here. The door is pretty certain that this is a civilized house and that spirits are not welcome unless invited. So tell us, Parallax, what'd you see last night? Oh, uh, this, the, the hair you gave me belonged to the the previous Nemean. Um, the missing one? I believe so, yes. Um, he was in this house? Do you think he was in, Well, yeah, I guess with his cabal. I don't know how long ago that was, but uh, he was investigating something to do with the Salem witch trials. Hmm. And that's just about all I can really, really tell you. The previous. What now? The oh. Nemean, the previous. This is a good lesson for you, Ethel. So um, we have um, five paths to the supernal realm. Imagine it like a star. Obramos, Tirsis, Acanthus, Moros, and Mastigos. And on with all those, like each of those star points has a counselor. And on top of all that, there's the hierarchy which was the Nemean, but the Nemean went missing. So currently with those five stars, Chain is the counselor for the Obermos, Numa's for Tirsus, uh, the Arcanthus position is currently empty. And I look at Parallax, <laughs> hint, hint. And then Moros has Hydra. And then the Mastigos um, counselor was Elphaba, but Elphaba went missing and I have no clue what happened to them and now it's um kumia so that is kind of what our like count like the structure is in like the hierarchy i guess of wizard magic it's like a wizard government i suppose it's not mine though yes um because what brother finnegan is is uh, not a triangle, but he's part of a diamond, um, which what, what would you call like the silver ladder mysterium? What would they? Well, the diamond called? orders, the diamond orders are often part of the concilium. Uh, take for example, Chain, he's a member of both the mysterium, which is a sect that is assigned to collecting knowledge as well as being a counselor. I'm just from a different area. We don't have a concilium exactly where I'm from. Yeah. So Brother Finnegan's part of the adamantium arrows. So this is like the diamond. There's adamantium arrows. There's the mysterium, which I'm part of. There's the silver ladder, uh, which the nemium was part of. um, And then the guardians of the veil. And then there's the whole free council. 
And there's a free council. That's right. There's a whole free council on top of that. (laughs) But they don't really have it together. You should probably consider joining one of the orders. Once this place has got its act together, they'll all be vying for you. As a newly awakened mage, it's always good for the orders to have new recruits. So I don't get to go back home? Uh, I, I suppose you could go back home, but if you leave this place, I won't be able to protect you, and you'll need friends to keep you protected. And each of these groups, they'd do that for you. Well, to some degree. The, the arrow would definitely keep you protected. We train you how to defend yourself. Well, you mean you could go back home because it doesn't your home have magic in it? Yeah, and I potentially also who tried to kill me. I it's just a lot. Is there any pizza left? I gave the last one to Matthew, sorry. All right. When we go shopping, I think I'm buying a notebook too. I should start writing some of this down. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um. I don't. Uh, I don't know. Brother Finnegan seems cool. I just don't want him to also be a spy. So I'm gonna say some stuff later. <laughs> so. Well, we can take my car if you want to go shopping. Betty can fit us all. Uh, except for perhaps the dog, he says. Dog is an excellent shopper. Hmm. Hmm. I guess dog can stay here. Dog, do you want to help uh, plant these shrubs in the kitchen? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you just need a lot of dirt. <laughs> Yes. You guys. All right, dog. You stay watch. I guess we're going shopping. Let's start at um a thrift store to get Ethel out of this beautiful attire. It's pretty ripped and dirty at this point. I don't want to hurt her feelings. (laughs) (laughs) Ethel, are you taking that skull with you? Right now, it's. (laughs) I imagine you took it out when you went to bed, but it was in your maid dress pocket. Yeah, I had taken it out to talk to him yesterday. Um, I'm gonna run upstairs where the skull is and ask Byron if he's if he'll be safe if I leave him here. Why do you have to be on the dice? All right, you're going on the floor. <laughs> um, I'm gonna ask Byron if he feels like he he'll be safe if I leave him here, or do I have to go with the urn and the skull everywhere from now on? What I would recommend, he says, you can sense him wistfully staring out the window back at the well, is that you take some of the ashes with you in case you need them. If you don't feel like you need to take me from here, I, I suppose I can stay and investigate the area. You'll be safe? As safe as the ghost can as be? As safe as I can be. There are very few things that can harm me. And the things that can are awakened. I suppose that 
is some danger now that I'm out of the catacombs. Um, I probably have spirit sight still on. So I just say, don't worry, dog will watch over you. Um, all right, so I'll rip another piece from my dress and make like a little, you know, put some of the ashes in it and make like a little sachet and tie it up and tuck it into my, my gown. Yeah, I, I think that with your matter sight, if you wanted to, you can see that while the gown won't necessarily hold it that well, you could take like a sleeve that would have fewer holes to hold the ashes. Perfect. Um, and yeah, why don't you give me a wits crafts plus two for matter sight? Nice. Yeah, you totally got a little pouch. Filled with dead people. <laughs> Shouldn't leave home without it. <laughs> Does anybody else want to do anything before heading out on the shopping trip? Um, is there running water in this house? Yes. I'm also going to wash myself up as much as much as humanly possible. I am not going to bathe, but I will make my hair greener. It's been pretty <laughs> faded because I haven't been paying attention, but I've got a cabal now, so I'm going to make my hair all bright and green. I'm happy. All right. So uh, the cabal can head into downtown Salem or one of the surrounding towns looking for a um, a thrift store, but there aren't any phones in the party, so you can't GPS your way there. How are you going to get to a thrift store? Um, well, I'm kind of like a phone. I can probably, um, do, well, so I can see frequencies. Mm -hmm. So... Hmm. It's not impossible to surf the web with Forces 3, but you might want some sort of medium to do it through. Mm -hmm. Can I do it on the dashboard of the car? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to connect the car to the internet. Okay. You're magic. So give me a Forces Gnosis check. Are you using any Yantras as you do this? Yes. Uh, I am going to add three by using my wrench mm -hmm. and like <laughs> wrenching the volume dial and also speaking in Atlantean, I'm going to say <laughs> magic, magic, give me the internets <laughs> in Atlantean. So that's plus three. Yep. Okay. And it uh, sorry, what was Forces Gnosis? Yep. Plus okay. three. Uh, two. Okay. Um, with two successes, it takes a second of tuning, but the screen kind of like goes fuzzy and eventually shows up as a Google homepage, <laughs> which you stare at and you like will the instructions into. I'm gonna say that you used a reach to make it last a scene. 
Okay. So this will last until you get to your destination. And okay. there's a uh, there's an actual Salvation Army pretty close nearby. There's also a store called Bits and Bobs. Bits and Bobs. Okay. Bits and Bobs ends up being in Salem proper, which is quite a witchy town. There are all these ancient graveyards down there. There's a bunch of like occult and magical shops here. And as you are- chocolate shop. Yeah. I, I would say that it's probably maybe mid morning at this point, maybe like 11 o'clock. And there's already people out and about doing things in this area. Occasionally, those of you who are accustomed to mage sites can feel your peripheral mage sites ping as if there is residual magic in the area, which might not be that surprising, but none of you have spent a lot of time in Salem itself. Yeah, my prime site set. Okay. Um, With your prime site up, you can tell that one of the occult shops, it has like a uh, a pentagram hanging on like an old fashioned innkeep sign, uh, actually has a spell on that sign and on the door. And it looks like there are active enchantments on many of the items inside the shop as well. Okay, so uh, Ethel, this store here is run by uh, an awakened. So we could probably find some cool stuff in here. Um, but thrift store first. Yeah. Right. Yes. Let's make you less inconspicuous. Are we near the thrift store? Yeah, you're fairly close to the thrift store now. And okay. the car pulls in. Is anybody else activating any mage sites? I'm using a spirit site. Okay. With Spirit Sight, there's, uh, there's something about this space. You can tell that it is filled with the spirits of just there's like a general witchy spirit of the town itself, as if Salem has its own manifested active spirit controlling the way that everything is going here. You can see that in the graveyard, there are several active not um, sleeping ghosts because they never passed on, just kind of like walking around. And the whole area also has, there's something here. It's not that the gauntlet's thin and that it's easy for spirits to pass over, but you can sense that there's something just beyond in the gauntlet, as if there's a spirit that, is present but not making itself visible and it's massive. Can I poke my head into the gauntlet? Yeah, roll a uh, spirit gnosis. Uh, one. Why don't you ask me a question about that spirit what? that you're trying to perceive? Uh, I want to know it's. Mm, What's it called? It's nature, like it's what it's tied to. You can tell that the spirit that is lurking there, it's tied to disease, but it's also, it's not just disease. 
it's like disease and the abyss. There's something abyssal about this spirit. Like an abyssal plague. Like an abyssal plague. Hmm. Uncomfortable. Okay. Uh, and I, I tell the gang, hey, just so you know, there's a, a, an abyssal plague spirit just hanging out uh, on the other side of the gauntlet, so we should probably wash our hands. Ah, uh, gross. I don't know what, I'd have to do some more investigating, but I don't know what could... Uh, trick it into I also I don't really know the history of Salem super well was there ever a plague here I mean Trevor is playing a professor you could give me an intelligence academics check probably know a little bit about this place sure I'll do a little see what I recall Uh, I dropped out of school after someone stole my dog uh, I got three successes in regards to general knowledge of this place. Um, so, yeah, there was, in fact, a, a witch pox back in the day. And it was said that the witches actually spread the plague. It um, was thought that it was some variant of like the black death at the time, but there were just so many diseases back in the day. There are a number of theories that you've heard about the Salem witch trials, including that the hysteria brought on was um, perhaps due to some exotic mushrooms or other plants in the woods, a fungus that caused the people to hallucinate. But there are also some theories that there was disease outbreak at the time and that people were just um, all turned against each other because of that reason. Mm. Witches were thought to bring the plague. Well, I hope they're wrong. Is the party going into bits and bobs or doing anything else? Is the, uh, what did you say? Abyssal spirit in the store. Is this what thrifting gets you? <laughs> no, no. Thrifting is fine. We just gotta be careful that you don't pick up some clothes from someone who's got some uh, lingering enchantments on them. That's kind of a gamble though. It could be fun. Oh yeah, like I'll be able to see most most of that. So I'll I'll go in the store with Ethel to like just like do a scan of the room, make sure like with my prime site up that nothing's sticking out. Is there a bank we could visit first? Uh, I don't. I basically have four matches and some dead people. I don't think <laughs> I'm going to be able to trade that for much. Oh. I'm sorry. I assumed you had a credit card or something. Um, it's in my other ball gown. Uh, but you also do like not. I'm not saying this 
as a character in character, but you have um, Matthew's wallet, right? Oh yeah, I do have Matthew's wallet and all yeah. of his cards. I don't know if there's any credit cards there, but I assume that I probably could once be able to like go into a bank and take out money if it's like a. Yeah, there's like, of course, a Bank of America on almost every corner. And while it's not your family's bank, your family's bank is uh, linked to a number of different accounts and you could access the money there. I have all my numbers memorized. It's fine. Um, so I want to, I can't go into a bank just like this though. Okay. Could you, oh, this is fun. I feel like people do this. Can you spot me some money? Oh, and I'll get an outfit and then I'll go to the bank and I will get a proper amount of money for our, our next stop. Uh, what month are we in? You said spring. Yeah. Um, maybe it's like early March. Okay. Um, I mean, I don't think you'll get too many looks because we are in Salem. (laughs) It is a pretty esoteric group, but you are in Salem. Also, I have no money. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Does anybody have dots and resources? Um, Yes, I do. How many? I mean, I have one. Yeah, you did spend most of your pocket change, but you might have like a bank card yourself to withdraw more money or a debit card to use to get small purchases. I could add, um, oh, just look around for some money, exceptional luck, and just see if someone drops some money walking around the tourist town. Fix this monetary issue we have but we need to go to a convenience store of some kind. Mm. I could also, like, if there's, like, one of those bank boxes, I can just, you know, rewire some stuff and give it, have it just give me free money. Free money! Is the bank, uh, like, does it have one of those outside boxes? Uh, It's actually... So there are ATMs in the front of the bank, but they're within view of the tellers. There are a bunch of sleepers walking around this area, though the bank isn't particularly populated at this early morning hour. There are definitely workers at the bank and a couple people who are going in and out. Okay. Gambling might be a little bit safer than outright stealing. Sure. Not that I have anything against stealing from the man, but... It's probably best not to run into any more cops. Go for it. <laughs> All right, to the convenience store we go then. Uh, can Try I hang back with Hannah? Because we don't have to go, right? There oh, is yeah. a convenience store fairly nearby. But yes, you could hang back with Hannah. All right, I'm going to like say, Hannah, do you want to stay back? I wanted to talk to you. Well, one of you has to come with me. Otherwise, problems will be had. Oh, yeah. that's right. Ugh, never mind. All right. Yeah, I'll go. I'm lucky. Bye. <laughs> uh, go into the convenience store with Parallax. Excellent. The bell rings as you enter. Ding, ding. So uh, a couple ways to do this. You can try, well, I guess I need to. Uh, we have to buy the ticket first, don't we? Yeah, I'm pretty sure we. I can scrounge a, a dollar or two. 
Yeah, you've got like five dollars probably. Excellent. So I could. Well, with doing scratches, it would be more difficult because I would have to choose one, and the first one would have to be a winner. But, and the other one takes more time. Well, you should get some scratch cards. You could get like a thousand bucks on those dollar cards that's if true. you, are, you know, are exceptionally lucky. Well, well that's. Uh, I'm also thinking like I could just sort of. Uh, prophesize the uh the winning card or know which one's gonna win there's a fate two spell called uh shifting the odds it would take a reach to do it within an hour but you have that reach and if you wanted to it would allow you to essentially gain the resources merit for a temporary amount of time uh I guess we could do that. Yeah. All right. Who wants to do it? And you'll have to like tell them, don't take the first ticket. Go through and till you get the the third ticket on that roll. <laughs> uh, I suppose. So, uh, well, actually, that's not the wrong way. Right one. Let's see. There you go. Um, Does Trevor also get nine again since we're out babysitting? That's right. All okay, you, cool. both Parallax and the babysitters get nine again outside the house. Awesome. Is there a TV in this place? Yes, there's like little CC TVs, um, but you don't see like a like a. TV playing news or anything here. Okay. Well, then, if that's the case, I guess we'll do the uh, that fate spell. But instead of it taking an hour, I can spend a man and make it instant as a time mage. Mm -hmm. we'll... Yeah, I guess we can get some uh, some money that way. So let's see. All right. So it's going to be fate gnosis. Are you using any yantras? <laughs> I give uh, Parallax my lucky rabbit foot. Like right, I'll, I'll... I put it into one of your pockets. Yeah, that'll be enough for plus one. Excellent. Yeah, we'll, we'll just do that then. And uh, I guess I won't say it out loud to make it obvious, but I'll like think in my head some some high speech. Does that work? Can I do that? Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, we'll go to one of the rolls and I'll figure out which one is potential winner yeah um, and i'll ask the clerk to grab me that specific card so the more successes you get the more potent this spell will be all right so yeah uh uh could hmm. try to cast it right a rune but i don't want i don't want to He's probably, you know, not awakened, so let's not do that. Um, hmm. Yeah, okay. I'll just do the 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 high speech and the the rabbit's foot, and we'll do that. Oh, with... If you're using high speech, it will be much 
it's noticeable probably because you'll have oh. to like say something out loud. Okay. Uh, so can I like whisper it away from him so he doesn't notice? <laughs> you can whisper occult things under your breath. What is your intention that you are setting into the world? My intention is to win some money <laughs> okay. to, to be exceptionally lucky, I suppose, and uh, get the winning card. So let's, okay. with, uh, let's see with those two. Let's see. Let's see. I only got one success. So yeah, you. You like say some words under your breath. You want to have a winning ticket and it comes back. You've won $7 as you scratch it, it up. <laughs> All right. Let's, let's uh, make some money out of that. We're going to keep, we're going to let it ride. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> the uh, convenience store clerk like raises an eyebrow at you, but shrugs. Are you again using high speech under your breath? Yes, doing the exact same thing. Okay. The man behind the counter is looking at you suspiciously as you do it, but roll again. <laughs> Pushing your luck. Classic. Nice. Uh, I got three successes this time. Okay. But what also happens this time is paradox happens. You can feel it as he's looking at you. And before I roll that paradox dice pool, do you want to try to contain the paradox inside yourself or do you want to release it into your spell? Oh. I guess I'll absorb it. And paradox does occur. Roll your wisdom. I got N success, A success. Okay, so as you do that, it's not enough to contain the paradox. So successes remove successes from the paradox pool. And I actually ruled a 10 and then an eight again. So you take one resistant bashing damage. That means that it can't be healed with magic. And if paradox successes remain, apply a paradox condition to the caster, but do not penalize the spell casting role. So the spell happens and you end up winning like, like the next ticket that you take out is a $500 lottery ticket. But as this happens, ooh, conditions and tilts, you are already a megalomaniac. I think that you have gained a abyssal nimbus just like Hannah has, but yours manifests differently. There's something sinister when Parallax casts spells now. It's as if there are multiple Parallaxes here and each one of those Parallaxes is a little bit darker than the already somewhat dark normal Parallax. I give the parallaxes a look. 
but yeah, you've got we money. Got money now. We got money now. All right. Yeah. Uh, that's enough to do some things with. Totally. And, uh, yeah, let's go back to the others, I suppose. Sound okay. Good? Instead of buying clothes, I've got plenty. Um, could I have some of that cash to buy some food? Sure. Uh, I give. I'll give you like fifty bucks, and I'll say buy me some food too while you're at it. A family dinner. Nice. I go. I'm going to say that. So the abyssal nimbus that Hannah had previously has actually lapsed and you gain a beat for doing that. It's not a wisdom sin because you tried to contain. I do think it is hubris. So Trevor, would you give me a three dice roll for your wisdom? Oh, God. oh I rolled a 10. Does that roll again? It does. Yeah. Because I got three successes and a ten on that. Uh... Nice. Oh my uh, god. Okay, so nice re-roll. Yeah, I got I got two eights and a ten, so I got four successes overall. All right. Well, uh, you do not lower your wisdom, and you do gain a beat from this. Excellent. Beep. All right. All right. So the party reconnects. So then going into the thrift store, you can see the clothes here. And Ermengarde, would you like to use any of your death or matter sites on the clothes? Or do you just want to obliviously pick out some clothes that look nice? So do you think I would understand yet that I can do that? I think that you do reflexively feel okay. sights, yes. It was on my list of things to ask Mona, but cheers. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I will, if I do it reflexively, I'll say that like I'm thumbing through and the first time I touch something that belonged to maybe someone died mm -hmm. in or a dead person, I just am like, ooh, okay, not, not that. Uh, and Ermengarde's super basic. So we're going, you know, <laughs> that route. Um, yeah, so you you pick out some nice, super basic clothes, and maybe we'll have to redress your avatar since you finally got out of that dress. Yay! <laughs> uh, Parallax, are you going in the store? I mean, I guess I have to follow one of you. Um, so yeah, I'll be in there. All right, I'm going to grab, like, kind of a round-shaped purse... And there's probably another band t-shirt there. The shirt that I pick up is an Orion Experience shirt. Oh yeah, strong recommend Orion Experience. Uh, they are a deviant band filled with cool, non-conventional notions. And I'm gonna talk to Parallax. Parallax, would you want um, an item with like a spell in 
chanted in it? Sure. What do you have in mind? Um, I could give you something like glass, like sunglasses that give you night vision. When we go down the um, well. Wear your sunglasses uh, at night. Yeah, because it's cool. Yeah, let's do it. I mean, um, I didn't realize going down the well was still within the, the, the plan book, but yeah, we can, <laughs> I would take sunglasses that look at night. Cool. I'm going to grab um, three, three pairs of sunglasses. Uh, so yeah, I'll just put that in. I don't know, Ethel, do you have like a, a basket full of stuff? Oh yeah. She's picked just gonna, a couple outfits. I'm just going <laughs> to throw it in that basket. Also some sort of bag. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I want to enchant the purse to be shaped like a skull like perfect for yours to fit inside. So it looks fashionable for you. <laughs> Love it. Yeah, it'll take some time to imbue those. And it, it's a pretty complicated process that we can go through when you have the time. Yeah. Yeah, we'll do that at home. And then you guys, how are we going to, do they have furniture here to beds? Can we have them shipped to our house? Uh, Bits and Bobs does have some furniture. Yes. It's like okay. old antique furniture. There's not really beds, but there's like end tables and there's some other stuff here. I have a sleeping bag. There is a sleeping bag too, right. in fact. I'm going to throw those in the basket too. Yeah. Any blankets or quilts? Maybe you grab a couple other people's blankets. <laughs> Only a few of them have been covered with death, and there are some. Oh, wonderful. Also, now, like, all you really need are clothes, because then you can go to the bank, so. That's true. Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> I put the blankets back. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for your mind. All right. So, is anybody else getting anything else at the thrift store, or... All right, the woman at the counter rings you out and she looks at the assortment of stuff and your interesting group because Ermengarde, of course, is still dressed in that ripped ball gown and just like normal day in Salem, I guess. <laughs> That's right. And the cabal okay. emerges victorious from bits and bobs. Yay. <laughs> I'm waiting outside with some sacks of beans and mushrooms and various leaves and tea. Just I said get food. This is not what I had in mind. This is food. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fine. We, we, can, we, can make, we can make this work. All right. Finnegan, who's been waiting at the car, looks up at you and says, I'm not sure all that's going to fit. You don't have a trunk? Oh, I do. It's just a small trunk. All right, come on. And he opens it up. <laughs> I assume I, I've taken the opportunity in the thrift store to change, too, if they would okay. let me. Yeah. It's not the ball gown. Okay. Yeah, they got dressing uh, rooms there. You're keeping the ball gown, I'm assuming. Oh, I'm, yeah, I, yeah. It's been really useful as a utility item. Um, 
uh, also the only piece of real clothing I have, no matter how sad it is. Uh, and Ermengarde's going to beeline to the bank unless somebody stops her. Nope. Uh, I think Mona is going to switch their they might be giant shirts for the Orion shirt and just like hang back up. They might be giants back on the rack and just walk out with the Orion. <laughs> nice, nice. I, uh, I think Hannah might've wandered over while everyone is doing their thing um, to the cemetery to chat up some of the ghosts there. I. I think that to really talk with ghosts, you'll need death. The spirit oh. site will let you see that there are spirits there, but because they're dead spirits, you could try to examine the area for spirits though. Yeah. Uh, any I, kind I of- I have the open bag of beans. I'm just plinking some of the beans out during the Are there any spirits nearby? Do you want some beans? <laughs> um, there are some squirrels that come to eat the beans and you sense that one of the squirrels is actually a spirit of urban nature, which jives pretty oh. well with you. Yeah. Um, I start talking to the squirrel. Yeah, it's a things. black squirrel. Oh, like how long have you been in this part of the city? <laughs> So good. People drop food all the time. All the time. You're dropping food now. Yes. Yes. That's because we're buds. Uh, have you seen any weird changes happening around here lately? Since any, it seems like there's some big bad thing mm-hmm. behind the veil. You noticed anything? It's so safe here. No predators. Just people. People drop food. And then we eat it. They drop food all night long. People are always walking around here. Um, anyone come and talk to you? Not as a squirrel, but you know, as you, besides me. I, I don't talk to many people. You look nice. You have food. I do have food. <laughs> Squirrels. <laughs> Um, anyone hang out in the cemetery? Oh, yes. Many people hang out in the cemetery, but I don't go near them. They usually don't have food. Sometimes I go after they're gone and I eat the food. They leave food? When they eat that. Sometimes they leave food on the graves too, but not very often. They should do it more. Hmm. You like that food for the grave people. Mm-hmm. All right, buddy. You come along. More food to take with me, Barry? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have a handful of beans to the squirrel. Squirrels, man. Um, there, I'm looking around for another spirit who's not the squirrels. Um, yeah, what kind of spirit are you looking for specifically? Um, 
something a little bit more observant. Spirits don't observe a lot, except for in their purview. So like a road spirit would observe the road, but it wouldn't mm. be that interested in a lot of the other things happening. Um, can I try and interact with the town spirit? Because the cemetery has been here for so long. It's yeah. Like, the town spirit is all around you. So how are you communing with the spirit of Salem? <laughs> uh, I am laying on my back in the middle of the cemetery. Um, like head scratching the ground <laughs> a little bit. Um, and uh, greeting the spirit of Salem. I feel like we could be long lost friends. The spirit of Salem, which you can see for a moment as an ethereal, like chorus of, it looks like witches, in fact, uh, shimmers into view around you. And they say with one voice, yes, many like you come here to commune with me. We are kin. What do you bring to my court? And what can I give to you? I have some new things to grow in your wonderful garden where things are dead. And I take some beans, I start putting them into the dirt because they will grow. That is not what we need. Uh, well, I do come with some questions and maybe some help. Uh, I noticed that there is a sickly presence looming over you. Yes, it stems from Boston, corruption there. It grows across this country. There is something wrong with this world. I cannot tell when it began, perhaps long ago, perhaps recently, or both. Can you tell where it might be coming from more precisely? It seems that it's an itch beneath our skin, a boil, a pus. It seeks to usurp us and replace our very notion. Replace you as a spirit or replace the town or this whole world? A spirit of change and malcontentment. It seeks to change our nature as a thriving witch spiritual center into plague? I do not speak with it. I do not want to give it grounds. It will fade as all the others have. Our history is too great here. But what do you, what do you mean the others? Because this happened before? 
This world changes and we were not always as we are now. We have come into our righteous glory. This is the way that we were many moons ago. Do you have the skill empathy? Oh, it's, um, yes, I do. I do have empathy. Yeah, you want to give me maybe a wits empathy check? Reroll. Wait, are you with Parallax right now? Well, we're out and about, and someone's watching him. So. Okay. One, two, three, four, seven successes. Wow. So you gain a condition which is attuned to the spirit of Salem, and you'll be getting a bonus interacting with people who are of Salem. Nice. Oh, um. the, the vibe that you are getting is that right now Salem is controlled by the notion of witchcraft. And while spirits are essentially notions given form, this was not always the case. For a long time, witchcraft was stigmatized and Salem actually goes through, uh, you sense like trends where witchcraft is more or less popular and more and less in control. You also get the feeling that the nature of Salem is also somehow tied to ego and that it finds itself to be fought. It's a powerful spirit, but it finds itself much more powerful than it actually is. And it cannot foresee its own doom. It is unwilling to acknowledge its own weakness and feels that other spirits are just not worthy of its time. Okay. Um, uh, I'm going to say, uh, well, of course this plague is still a problem for you, but I am friends to other lesser spirits than you. Is there anything that you know about this plague that might help others survive as well. The unenlightened carry it with them. You need only look into their souls to see the darkness move through them. You mean the unawakened, the sleepers? Yes. Those who do not see. It's not just sleepers, but the ignorance from Boston and beyond who come to this land in search of amusement rather than true spirituality. And this darkness is like the plague. It spreads as one did. While Hannah is having this great conversation, lying in the graveyard, scritching it, uh, what's everybody else doing? 
I know that Ermengarde, uh, or I should say Ethel Stubbs, is going to the bank. You've reached the bank. And you're going inside? Um, yeah, and I'm going to fill out a withdrawal form. Um, mm-hmm. I have all my numbers memorized. Uh, and then go up to the teller. Mm-hmm. And I have three resources. We had discussed in the past that I could probably once empty out a chunk of my bank account and take $10,000, and that's my money forever now. But yeah. Um, I'm going to try to do that. <laughs> okay. Uh, the bank is not willing to do such a large withdrawal here. Um, they really only want to let you withdraw $500. I'll accept that. Okay. I'd be able to do it at my home bank. Uh, and of course, they're going to charge a, a surcharge fee to your account. Bank of America style. Of course. $502.50 okay all right so you come out flush with money which store yes okay let's get some enchanted items yeah as you go into that witch store, you see that there are a number of enchanted items here. And also there are two witches who are clearly running this store. They look at you and they share a nod with you as they are also awakened. I'm gonna start looking around. Welcome to the Twisted Horn, one of them says. What are you looking for today? Ah, just browsing for me. You have tarot cards. Of course. I used to have a set. Starting to think they might be more useful than I considered. (laughs) Yes, we have the Seven Sisters tarot cards. We have Egyptian-themed tarot cards. Uh, And, of course, the classic deck. What sort of cards are you looking for? Rider Waite, please. The classic. That's what I learned on. And you get one. Yeah. How much? You don't actually have to keep track of money. Okay. Exact purposes. It's probably like $20 though. Do you have any notebooks too? Oh yes. Right over here. We have notebooks perfect for writing down spells in. Sure. Guess I have those. Yeah. Sweet witchy looking notebook. (laughs) Oh, 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 it's so good. (laughs) One of uh, the older witch behind the counter goes up to you, Mona, and says, "Uh, what is your cabal's name? Oh, um, you know what? Uh, We just formed yesterday, so we haven't come up with one yet. Well, if you'd like, you can sign our guest book with your personal names and uh, contact information. Oh, um, I think this is, I don't know if we'll be back in this area. Of course, she says. Um, But I do like connecting with 
my witches. So yeah, I'm going to write my name down and our, um, I don't have a, a phone and I don't know if I want our house to be on the map. So I'll just put my name down. <laughs> uh, your witch name, I assume, of, of just course. your single name, Mona. Yes. Yep. <laughs> All right, Mona. 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 <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, tell me, like, uh, what's that for? Do you guys do events? Yes, we have uh, a party every Halloween and we try to have events on most solstices, though the town gets quite busy um, during these times. We also sometimes have smaller rituals with uh, just our coven and the local groups. Are you new to the area? Um, yeah, I, uh, I'm from Boston. Ah. Boston. Hmm. Yeah, I know. I know. It's a mess. There's there's something wrong with time. Tell me Have about it. Yes. Yes, I am in the middle of that right now. The middle of it. How interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, stay away from it. It's a it's abyssal. Oh, yes. We try to stay away from most things with other awakened magic. We're just trying to have a small shop seeking enlightenment on our own. I know. I'm sorry we're messing it all up for everyone. We're trying to fix it. I promise. While you're having this conversation, Ermengarde is touching everything. She's just so delighted at the thought that any of this might actually be real. <laughs> Um, I think Hannah might have gotten up and joined you guys in the shop. Yeah. Uh, Parallax, are you in the shop? Yeah. It's, well, everyone else is in there, so I might as well be. And can't can't be out of uh, out of reach of the, the other two. So the, I don't think I'll be. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. I'm not looking. To, I'm not looking to buy anything though. I'm just going to be in the okay. shop. Yeah, just kind of like standing there awkwardly. The yes. younger witch, uh, she's got darker skin with curly black hair and a bandana on. Uh, she's got moon and star earrings. Is looking at you, Parallax, as if she wants to say something. Talk okay. to her. Uh, yeah, I'll walk up to her and be like, hello. It's a nice shop you have here. Thank you. I... I thought that you were busy today, she says. You're supposed to go on that tea date with the fleur. No, it's not. Uh, the, oh, okay. Uh, I thought that was, yeah, that's still time still for that. two more days. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, what, whatever do you need? She goes over to like a bulletin board by the wall and takes a flyer down. It's a picture of you. It's on, it looks like a book signing and it's for a book called Worlds Between Worlds uh, by Professor Durham of New York University. He looks like you, but his hair is much shorter and his eyes are a little bit more sunken. And it's for today. 
right now at noon till three. Uh, let's look at time. I, I think Hannah would walk over and say, hey, I didn't know you wrote a book. I mean, I have all the time in the world, so yeah, some, something. But I mean, granted, it is, we are running short of, of it, so we might as well adjourn soon to make it on time. As you <laughs> say that, you get like a chill in your spine about how you say you have all the time in the world. You feel as if something or someone is watching you. And you look out the window and you see from across the street, there's a man with extravagant uh, facial tattoos staring at you dead set. A group of people walk by and he's gone. And we're going to stop there for the day. Um, so thanks so much for joining us for this adventure I also wanted to give special thanks to our guardian angel uh, Radriel who has been giving us advice about spell casting it's been really great and if anybody else wants to join our community just reach out via email at wardsandwitchcraft at gmail.com and I also want to thank Noctal, who's been so great and is helping us make a promotional video. So let's do beats really fast. Everybody gets one beat for just playing in a session. Uh, Hannah, I think that you also get a beat for talking with the spirit of Salem. Uh, arcane, was that, that would I be think, an arcane beat? I think that would be an arcane beat. Uh, did anybody pursue any of their obsessions or aspirations? Yeah. I completed two of my petty aspirations. I Ooh. got new clothes and went to a bank. Okay. Well, <laughs> you, gain, uh, you gain a beat from each of those. They're normal beats. And you can write in some new aspirations. In fact, you going to that bank did have some story consequences, which we shall Ooh. see how that plays oh, out. Oh, that's right. They know where you are. Mm. Um, and additionally, I was, I should have remembered to tell you earlier, but whenever you are pursuing an action that's in line with your aspirations or obsession, you actually get a plus one die bonus. So it's good to keep them in mind during play as well. Nice. Cool. I want to be a good teacher to Parallax. I mean, Ethel, does explaining like the whole uh, government? Yeah, why don't you take a beat for that? Yay. And Ethel, why don't you take a beat for learning about all the government Government. Stuff? Government. My work here is done. Day two. <laughs> um, and I also think that I want to give a beat to the hairball crew, which is Parallax, Mona, and Hannah, for doing that investigation on finding out that it was, in fact, the Nemean who had been sitting in that chair. Yeah. What was he doing? Where is he? <gasps> I wonder if we could track him with his hair. <gasps> no, I really can't. Oh. Oh. Next time. <laughs>
All right. So yeah, that's, uh, that's our session for today.